329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. On this American tour, we'll care about shit, but Bama, our people in the tide. I don't give a piss about nothing but the tide, baby. I don't give a piss about nothing but the tide. Um, is it too late to stay in the Big 12? <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's for Ronnie Crimson, who uh, tagged me to tweet last night with those guys. Roll Tide Willie being one of them. Yeah, that's Woo. that's coming to a uh, stadium near you here in Norman, Oklahoma. Get ready. And a, uh, a crazy thoughts. care about nothing but the Tide. Don't give a piss about nothing but the Tide. you got to get it right there. I feel like we discussed this earlier in the year, but now that they're in the playoff, we can bring it back up. Uh, it is crazy to think that a reigning national champion could be playing a game in Norman mm-hmm. next year, and it's crazy to think because it hasn't happened since Nebraska came to town in 1996 when they had just won the 1995 title. It's been that long since a reigning national wow. champion has, uh, has played in Norman. You, you I, trying to think about you trying to fact check no, that no, one or I'm what? I'm saying that's uh, uh, it's right. I mean, we haven't played a regular season national champion since uh ooh was no 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 no. Ohio State was 2 years removed. Um and I guess it's all been neutral site or bowl game. Like we played Bama at a neutral site and we play you know, Texas neutral side after yep. they won their national championship. So it's wild. Yeah. In 1996, the first year of the Big 12, your first year in the Big 12, well, I, from the Big 8 to the Big 12, I guess, your first year in the SEC, if Alabama wins the title, you're going to get to experience that. But it's been that long. I, uh, I, well, <laughs> I wonder if any other SEC team can say that. My guess is probably not. Well, you know, I guess. Sadly, the Big 12 won, I mean, they really, they won two national championships, except for, like, Nebraska was already at their, you know, they were already at their peak clipping along whenever the Big 12 was thrown together, right? I mean, yeah. so it's not like that, that doesn't really, really feel like it organically came from the Big 12, but... You know, I guess you would say, would did they split ninety six, ninety seven, or was that just ninety seven? That was just ninety seven with uh, with with Michigan, but um, yeah, I and so obviously we're, we're talking about opponents here. I mean, OU won the two thousand national yeah. championship, and they played. I, I'm just talking talking about opponents coming to Norman here, and many on the text line. Yeah, are we just saying, haven't had the chance. Uh, yeah, Brad's saying hopefully the 96 result will be different next year. And this one says, hope we can Ooh. do better than the 73-21 massacre I witnessed with my dad at the 96 Nebraska game. Yeah, same. Please. Man, that's like, uh, 
That's like getting down on the knee and kissing the ring whenever the national champion comes to town, right? Letting him roll over you like that. 73 oh, 21. That's uh, oh, what about that OSU hurt. when they were, were awarded their 1945 title? That's from the Ooh, 817. That's a good point. It's a good point. point. It's a good point. That's, that, that in I fact actually is the think last that, 40, that 46 game was played in Guthrie, I think. Um, Neutral site. Speaking of national champions and who's about to be awarded, mm-hmm. that's. Yeah. Not going to be uh, Texas, is it? I, mean, I don't think it is. I think Washington's going to win that game. Just kind of seeing how we're all feeling on December 5th, if they're going to win a championship or not. As we sit here today, I don't think so, but I think they got a, I think they got a realistic shot. I think uh, – Neutral site against Washington. I think they got a good chance in that game. I'd favor Washington slightly, maybe less than a field goal. Um, And then Bama or Michigan, I know they've beat Alabama once this year. Different football team, so Bama would be the favorite. But I can't sit here and say that Texas wouldn't have a chance. And – I, I actually like their matchup against Michigan. I think that matchup, that's a good matchup to win a championship for Texas against Michigan. I mean, that if you're if you're Texas, even though you already beat Alabama and you got to feel like you've got, you feel a certain way about that game, and I know that they would want revenge and all of that stuff, but Michigan's the matchup. Heavy yeah. run against your front seven, your strength, not, I mean, they could throw it, but that's not the strength of their team. And then your skill guys being able to to spread it out and go. Get, I mean, that's the matchup. I I think they got a realistic chance. Yeah, uh, they have the third highest odds to win the title. Michigan is the favorite at plus one seventy. Bama is at one eighty five, right behind them. And then there's Texas at plus two eighty five, followed by Washington at plus seven hundred. No respect for the Huskies, man. Jeez. I like right. I like their football I'll team. I'll tell you right now, Michigan ain't winning a national championship. Who are we rooting for? I'm rooting for Washington. I mean, Come on, Huskies, let's go. Let's go win a championship. I guess I could stomach Michigan winning you're not a title. SEC I don't yet. Not 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 yet. No, I haven't. Uh, I don't think I've participated in my first public SEC chant just yet. No, actually, I did at the West Virginia game after the bad officiating. I take that back. But I will uh, be rooting for Washington you, in the college football playoff this time around. You don't want the defending national champion coming to Norman? That would be sweet in uh, late November, but I just, I, I'm just i trying to work up my hate for Alabama, so why delay okay. it? I'm going to start now. Go, go Washington. I, I, I like them a lot. That's fine. It's been fun to watch this year. Okay. Yeah, you want Washington to win because that has the least, it feels like has the least impact on Oklahoma. Texas, heavy impact. Alabama, heavy impact. Michigan, not much impact. But Washington, zero impact. Right? I mean, OU's tried to recruit the st- the state of Washington. Not tried. They have recruited the state of Washington the past two years. But, I mean, is that going to be a regular thing moving forward? I, I don't know. But it's like one, two players yeah. every single cycle. Very minimum impact. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I still... I still think that both semifinals should be really good football games. You never know what happens. I mean, 
things could all obviously spin out of hand no matter who who is playing out there but the matchups feel really good don't they yeah I mean I think they're both going to be close games um I I just I like Washington to make the national championship game with Michael Penix, Rome Odunze, and the run game that they have. But I, I think both are going to be yeah. – I think that Washington-Texas game is going to be a really fun, high-scoring shootout, most likely. And my biggest question for Texas yeah. is – and I like A.D. Mitchell. He's a really good player. But is Xavier worthy? Like, does, did, Has anyone heard any injury status on him, if he's going to be – Available, I mean, because he looked he looked pretty banged yeah, up in the Big Twelve Championship fine. game. I I know it looked bad in the Tech game, yeah. and he came back later in that game and then played in the Big Twelve Championship. So maybe he will be fine. I just haven't seen an update on, on him. And I don't know. I he, there may even be time to do that surgery they do on that uh, that ankle issue that some guys have that anchor surgery like Hertz had and. Some other guys have had, I don't know if he'll do that or if it's even an option for the type of sprain that he's got, but you got plenty of time that you, I would feel like he's got to be in pretty good shape by the time that football game rolls around. Um, and I, I don't mean, they're, they're three headed monster at, at wide receiver and add in the Sanders kid at tight end, man. It's going to be – there's going to be a lot of offensive firepower out there on that football field, isn't oh, yeah. there? No, I agree. Uh, from the 405, this is funny. Texas wins the national championship. Big 12 claiming it will be hilarious. I have no doubts. Big 12 has no shame. They'll be claiming the national champion uh, if, if Texas does Oh, it's almost win it. worth it just to watch that and commercials clown it everywhere. the whole way, right? There will be commercials everywhere if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm I'm anxious to see it. I think it's good, but it doesn't come without controversy, obviously. And, you know, it's nice to see a little bit of pushback out there against ESPN, right? It's been quite a bit. Against Herb Street. Yeah, finally some guys are like, hang on a second here. It's the dollar bills that's going on. You don't have to look that far to figure out what, what this is all about. But, man, uh, FSU, and I understand their fans, can you imagine running the table undefeated and not even getting an opportunity to go win a championship? I, I, mean, I can't imagine. You're what they, not Liberty. Oh, it would be so bad here if that This happened. isn't UCF. This is Florida State. Florida State's won a championship more recent than every team in that playoff except for Alabama yeah that is correct um definitely more I mean and and really not I I guess what how many years away from uh from from Texas like eight years away but Michigan it's it's been a while for those guys so no it's a it's a fair point man and yeah there's a lot of people upset with ESPN Kirk Herbstreet's taking a lot of arrows for sure before we get to Bob coming up next segment and we'll probably ask him a question about it, I would guess, but it's two years to the day since Brent Venables was hired. And we'll talk about it a lot throughout the yeah. show. We'll look ahead, look back at the past two years. But as things sit right now, what's the biggest change in the program that we've seen from today, uh, uh, you know, back to two years ago today? What, what's the biggest change that's, that's, that's oh happened? Oh, my gosh. The biggest change? Uh, does It feels like... It doesn't feel like there's been any small changes anywhere. 
feels like, and that, you know, in hindsight, that's probably why it was um, a difficult as year, a year as it was last year's because they didn't just tweak anything. It was wholesale change uh, across the board from, like, what time of day they practice, scheduling, strength and conditioning, total new offense and defense, the way they recruit, just everything. Uh, what's been the biggest change? Well, it, it has to be recruiting. And I guess I can't necessarily just put my put my finger on what the one thing has been that got them to where they are in recruiting. Just kind of feels like a wholesale different approach, like a top-to-bottom full approach uh, to recruiting instead of hunting and pecking across the country yep. is, is kind of what it felt like before. Maybe there wasn't a a unified philosophy or message that you pound home to recruits and their families like the sole mission and all of that stuff that they've got going on. So I would say recruiting because, you know, as everyone always knows and hears, it's the lifeblood of the program. So I would say that it's got to be that right there. Yeah, and, and some are definitely agreeing with you. Sean says biggest change is Oklahoma's more physical, and number two, recruiting focus is whole team, not just quarterback and wide receiver. And I think that's a very good point. It was yeah. very quarterback, wide receiver heavy, um, some running back. Yeah, I mean, but it was skill position focused. It felt like, and you weren't having much success on the defensive side. You look at last year, man, not even this year's class, but last year's class, which was your highest-ranked class in the modern era, I believe, and the defensive class was more impressive than the offensive class. So if that's not the biggest change over the course of the past two years, it's right there at the top of the list when we're talking about how quickly it changed from, oh, the defense is maybe the more impressive part of this recruiting class rather than the offense, and a really good recruiting class too, like I said. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. Um, I think that's what it's got to be. Now, football-wise, you can obviously go in and look at a bunch of things football-wise, defensive philosophy and, you know, tackling and all kinds of stuff. But I, I think it's got to be got to be recruiting. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got Bob Stoops joining us next, hanging out today at Metro 4, 2800 West I-44 Service Road, a uh, huge inventory, great financing options available. Come in. They're going to make you a great deal here at Metro Ford of OKC. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Here we go. Here comes the Sandman. Ladies and gentlemen. Adam Sandler. One, two, three, four. The I Missed You Tour. Should we clap along? Trying to play guitar a little bit for you. Adam Sandler. Live. Paycom Center, Saturday, December 9th. All right, let's lose that. I hate it. (laughs) Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's... It is The Rush on the Ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman... Bob Stoops joins us now, brought to you by Modelo. He was in Arkansas yesterday for the Burlesworth Trophy presentation. How was the how was the trip out there? How was the how was the day, the award ceremony, and uh, just everything you saw yesterday, Coach? 
Oh, it was great. They do a great job. Uh, you know, uh, all of it. Um, you know, they real, really first class. Great people. Uh, great. You know, guys. Uh, you know that are all up for it. So it, it was really good. All the families were there. So it was. It was fun. Awesome to see. Um, Alamo Bowl. We got the ten win regular season opportunity to win eleven games. Uh, going down to San Antonio was cool. We were there a couple years ago. You got one more, a little extra run there with with a game against Oregon. This time we got a tough Arizona team. What do you think about the matchup for for Oklahoma? Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't seen Arizona other than paying attention to their scores and all. They've done a great job, uh, really good job. They've had a bunch of big wins. Uh, I know Jed Fish, he, he kind of has some Gator ties that go back to Coach Spurrier like I do. So he's you got to give him credit. He's done an awesome job, he and his staff. And, uh, you know, they got they looks like they've got a really good good football team. I'm sure you've seen this, but the big debate in college football for the past three days is who got in and who got left out of the four-team playoff. So do, do you think the committee got it right or – did Florida State deserve a chance to play for a national championship? Well, I don't, I don't think there is a right, and that's the imperfection of the system we've been dealing with for too many years. Um, you know, there's, uh, yeah, you go undefeated what Florida State did, and here's my, my reasoning for Florida State should be in, is they go and. I'm not. I don't. I don't feel like the ACC schedule is all that difficult. Never have. But you go and schedule Florida State and LSU out of conference. I mean, you go and schedule um, uh, Florida and LSU out of conference. That's that's strong. That's that's protecting your strength of schedule, and and they beat them both soundly. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't really believe so. But I, I think it should have been a debate one way or another who gets out between uh, Alabama and Texas. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, and I I agree. I I don't know if, that there's a right if answer. Ske- if they didn't schedule Florida and LSU out of conference, I'd have no problem with it. And away from did. Tallahassee, yeah, they played them both away That's from right. home and beat them both. Yeah, and, and they beat them both. Because everyone talks SEC, SEC, SEC. Well, they go and schedule two of them away from home and beat them both. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, it's unfortunate, but I'm not blaming anybody. I'm blaming the fact that there's still only four. Um, You know, maybe we should a long time ago gone to six. You know, the top two get a buy and at least they'd be in fighting for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. The the argument is, I mean, it's still going to be there, and who gets into the six. But you know, the further you get away from the top, the usually the easier yeah. that debate comes. I mean, well, we'll, we'll probably you, still there, be having this conversation at twelve. But you're right. Well, if there were six, at least uh, the undefeateds are going to be in there. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, at the end of the day, I will say that I feel like we got the four best matchups um you know i i agree that uh, there's no way i can argue that florida state deserves to be in there absolutely they do but 
I actually really like the matchups. Michigan and Alabama, um, you got some good strength on strength there. Washington and Texas, a lot of offensive firepower in that game. What do you think about the matchups that we did end up getting? Well, sadly, I think that's what this whole co- committee and selections about is what, what's good for TV. And, and that's unfortunate. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. This team, uh, Michigan against Alabama or whatever. But, um, you know, in the end, Ned, they're all, they're always going to be good games. But I, I think they'd all be really good if Florida State was in it, too. Since the last time we talked to you, um, I mean, some big news has happened with OU. They, they, made, uh, they made OC hires. Uh, Joe John and Seth Luttrell, both, of course, former players of yours. What did you think about both those guys being hired as co-OCs? I love it. I, I, they, those guys both have a ton of great experience, successful experience. And I, I think back to my years, I went from Mike Leach uh, to Mark, you know, I hired within to Mark Mangino. And then when Mark Mangino left, I went with Chuck Long. You know, and then when, uh, when Chuck Long left, I went with Kevin Wilson. And so I went on and on and on with guys promoted from within. So I felt like our whole system never had to change. It just kept evolving, which I think is good. Um, you, you just continually evolve in what you're doing. And, um, you know, and we had success with all of those guys, you know, through those years. And then, you know, even with, uh, you know, Kevin left, we hired, uh, you know, we raised, uh, elevated Josh Heupel then after Kevin Wilson. So, you know, we've always just moved forward and evolved and, and, uh, I, I, I think there's a lot of, good in that yeah hey i i agree and it's funny i was just thinking about it as you kind of went through the list it's kind of funny that you know seth played here under leach and then went and spent some time with him there at tech spent some time with coach mangino at kansas spent some time with coach mike stoops out in arizona spent some time with coach wilson at indiana and then spent some time with brent venables at oklahoma i mean he's basically been you know at some point in time he's coached with almost that whole tree that's pretty cool yeah and and he's had a lot of great success calling plays and you're you're leaving out north carolina and i know why because there weren't any ou ties there but he had, mm-hmm. he had great success calling plays out at North Carolina as well. Took him to a top-five offense, I think, from, from not being very highly exactly. rated to a top-five offense. Yeah, he's well, done great. Bob Stoops is our guest, brought to you by Modelo. We bragged about uh, Samaje last week, what he's continuing to do in the NFL. Has anyone noticed what C.D. Lamb has done his past five games? Woo. And if you, if you don't, here, here's, what he, here's what he's done. Against some pretty good competition, including the Eagles. 44 catches. 549 yards and four touchdowns his past five games. Now, Bob, I'm, I'm sure yeah, that, he, that doesn't surprise you too much, but, man, he's on a tear. Not at all. He's a great, great player, and I, I love it. He's coming into his own, and I'm sure now with some experience in the NFL, he's starting to figure it out, and, you know, your body is, you know, starts to mature, and you're, you got the strength and power that you need, and, He's tearing it up, but not surprising. 
great athlete, big, strong guy, great person. So uh, really happy for CD. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think the the big run's going to continue for him, Coach. We appreciate I you got, stopping by I got the show. One, I've got one more oh, for Coach. More? Here. Okay. I just I just want to know if he's going to be watching the OU men's basketball team tonight at six p.m. because they're a really fun squad. I'm actually going. Hot. I'm going. I'm going to the game. Hopefully, we get a a big student section uh, riled up again, and hopefully, there'll be a bunch of people there. So I'm looking forward to going to it. Going to be a good game. They're scoring some points, running the floor, looking really good up in the top twenty-five. Yeah, right they've now. got a. All right, coach. They've yeah. got a fun. They got a fun team to watch. I, I really like their the way they look. So appreciate it, guys. Good to be with you. See you, Boomer Sooner. All right, coach. Take it easy. There you go, Coach Stoops. Headed to the game tonight. Nice. Is, that, that's, is that on ESPN? Uh, ESPNU, six p.m. OU is a four-and-a-half-point yeah. favorite over the Providence Friars. So I'm, hey, I'm, that's I'm, going to be a good game. Yeah, we'll be discussing that game for sure. I'm, I'm really I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about this week because I, uh, I, I think that there's – like this is the toughest week so far this year, and they can prove a lot, but I, I think it's pretty obvious how much more talented they are than maybe they've been the past couple of years. So this, this week's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Um ready to see more and more of this this basketball team and the better they do the more we'll see of them uh gonna be good all right let's hit a quick timeout hit the text on 651-3439 hanging out at metro ford of okc number one ford f-series dealer in oklahoma coming off a record month and they're looking to do it again in december come see the team and see how they can make the difference real uh, go to Metro Ford of OKC.com. We'll be back. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Here we go. Here comes the Sandman. Ladies and gentlemen. Adam Sandler. One, two, three, four. The I Missed You Tour. Should we clap along? I'm trying to play guitar a little bit for you. Adam Sandler. Live. Paycom Center, Saturday, December 9th. All right, let's lose that. I hate it. (laughs) Get tickets now at (laughs) Ticketmaster.com. Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's truly a family. And as it continues to grow, you can now celebrate with six opportunities every Sunday morning, starting as early as 8.30 a.m. and the final service at 3 p.m. Learn more about service times and everything going on with Pastor Adam and the church at VictoryFamily.Church. That's VictoryFamily.Church. Check out our campuses in Newcastle, Chickasha, and Shawnee. Victory Family Church, online at VictoryFamily.Church. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Do you have a Christmas or New Year's Eve proposal in mind? The cases at Mitchell's Jewelry are filled with engagement ring options. So if you're ready to propose this weekend or a custom design is more your style, we can make it happen. Natural diamonds, lab-grown diamonds, moissanite, or colored gemstones. We can create anything you desire. We've been serving our customers since 1981, and it would be our honor to be a part of your love story. Mitchell's Jewelry in the heart of Norman at 2201 West Main Street. What are you waiting for? If you're anything like me, that question keeps you up at night. So don't wait for someone else's green light. Do the things you love right now at More Norman Tech. We'll get you out of the classroom and into the real world with hands-on experience 
and whatever feeds your fire. So get after it. Oklahoma needs more doers, and doers don't wait. More Norman Tech, powered by Oklahoma Career Tech. Sidelined by injury, Valor Physical Therapy can help. At Valor PT, our therapists use their knowledge and skills to help get you back in the game faster. Book your appointment now at ValorPT.com or call 405-265-6449. No referral needed. Mention the ref and get a free t-shirt at your first appointment. That's ValorPT.com. Whoa, that's the new work ride? Yep, can go 400 miles on a charge with this baby. Speaking of charge, I should plug it in. Are you sure that's safe? I can see bare wires. Oh, yeah, nothing to worry about. I put this charger in myself. Ugh, I'm calling Norman Air. The AC guys? Yeah, they do electrical, too. Visit NormanAir.com for all your heating, air, plumbing, and electrical needs. Norman Air, service to the max. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. As we age, cataract surgery is often an inevitable step. And it's not just about restoring your sight, it's about upgrading your quality of life. So when it's time for cataract surgery, you have one big decision that can affect your vision for the rest of your life. The choice between a standard lens, which often requires you to rely on glasses for reading, or a premium lens. Consider Panoptics, Vivity, or a light-adjustable lens, the leading choices that can provide crystal clear vision and freedom from glasses. If you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. We got a bunch of freaks, like freak athletes all the way around. Um, PJ Adepaju, he is the, I mean, he's going to be the most dominant football player to come out of OU in a long time. And I'm not saying that because I'm creating unrealistic expectations for him. I'm saying he's got the physique and the mind and the capability, and I'm going to lead him to become that. Pretty cool. What a statement last night from Ethan Downs there at Rudy's with uh, Toby and Teddy. That, that was a really fun show last night. Uh, of course, Brent Venables is normally who's in place there, uh, but I thought Ethan Downs was fantastic. Billy Bowman was fantastic. And that was probably the most noteworthy thing said. I don't know, Billy Bowman not saying that uh, he hadn't decided yet, but he is going to play in the bowl game is up there too. But Ethan yeah. Downs saying that about P.J., like that's 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 pretty big there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. Ethan Downs, is he's great. He's coming back. Uh, he said he's got he's got more to prove, more to improve on, more development, and he – feels like it's uh it's his duty to be there and help lead and help develop the younger guys which you know is awesome he's he's uh he's fantastic he really is yeah had a had a good year this year and he was kind of talking about the exit meetings and you know kept a lot of that private but one thing that he was told by 
the staff is, you know, like here moving forward, like you, you've been here a lot longer than most guys. And I, I, I think he's got a great chance next year, like when they do the end of the season captains. I would bet that Ethan Downs would probably be one of those guys next year. And it sounds like what they told him, or at least according to Ethan, was, you know, call some things out if you don't feel like it's the right way. You know how we want it around here. You know what it looks like, all that. Start to call it out. And it, I think he's probably always taken that seriously, but hearing it from the staff, you know, at the end of the year is another thing. So that's kind of his, almost his duty now here throughout the bowl week and going into next year is, yeah, if I, if I see stuff that it's not where it needs to be, I'll, I'll be calling that out for sure. Yeah, if I if I had an exit interview with Ethan Downs, um, I would have said I would have said that. I would have said whatever you ate for breakfast the morning of the OU Texas game. That's what I want you to eat for breakfast every day for the rest of your life. And the final thing would be, I he is. He's too too perfect of a teammate, of a person, you know? I'd say, like, put on the war paint, step out of character, leave the super accountable uh, leader, great student, great, like, leave all of that to the side Bring some pieces that you need out on the field and go be an absolute hellraiser for four hours. And then when you walk off the field, step right back into that person. So just turn into a psycho for four hours on Saturday. That's that's what that's what you want out of well, him. And that's what I felt like happened against Texas, right? That's the most like awake and alive and aggressive that we've ever seen him, and that's whenever he's at his best. Well, he was at that. That was the best game that Just he's had in his career. No, I, I mean, I, I think standing over the quarterback and saying something to Quinn Ewers like he did. I don't think that you would have seen that in any other game throughout his career. But what you're saying is it was just maybe a bit of a different version of him and not that you would want that to be consistent, mm-hmm. but you want that type of uh, a- attitude, I guess, out there consistent. Sure. Yeah. No, no doubt. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. He's great, though. Um, Jim and Casper says, sounds yeah, like Teddy wants Dan Cody. Uh, some of the things that Dan <laughs> Cody apparently said before the game to opposing team. Woo, I, hey. don't know, I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's – I think that despite what the, the TV networks want to do to the football game in order to make it palatable for – Every man, woman, and child in the country, it is still an incredibly physical sport. It, the team that is the most physical, the most punishing, almost always still wins the football game. Uh, it is, it is, it's aggressive and, you know, to the victor go the spoils. And in this, this sport, you have to go and take it. And there's really, there's no room for, uh, I wanting to to be to be fair and to be right, and I, you have to. It, it's a bad guy's game. I mean, just plain and simple, it's a bad guy's game. And when while you're out there, if you don't want to be taken advantage of, 
you got to be the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, 405 to Drake win. I'm guessing you're talking about the uh, Burlesworth trophy last night. He did not. That oh, I thought to... they were talking about the uh, like the music awards, and I haven't heard his new album. I haven't heard Drake's new album either, but I'm sure he's still wanting to warm up with the Kentucky basketball team uh, before the game like he has before. <laughs> Cody Schrader of Missouri won it. Uh, he was a D2 walk-on, I believe, Truman State when he first started. Led the SEC in rushing this year. Deserving. I, I think that – no, I think that just goes to show what a bad conference the SEC is. Yeah, there you go. Deserving, I don't know, but on this Missouri, show, Drake got robbed. He got robbed of the Burlesworth yeah. Trophy last night. If a walk-on at Missouri can lead the SEC in rushing, it sounds like a crap conference to me. Yeah, let's um, be honest. And honestly, good thing the committee didn't know about that going into Selection Sunday, or <laughs> Alabama gets left out. Like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, the SEC. Yeah, it ain't all that. Let's go ahead and put Florida State in, please. I guess my, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of making the the same statement right back. I guess Drake didn't lead the entire Big Twelve in receiving, but he led Oklahoma. Um, and I got nothing negative to say about him. Absolutely. So this goes back to two years of Brent's for the 405. When Brent came to OU, we discovered we had somewhat been in a rut. Then he came and we were going to modernize. It is apparent the improvements that Brent and his staff have made on the processes and have delivered. However, has the athletic department delivered for Brent Venables? Well, uh, that's a question I do not have the answer to, but... I think you'll know the answer to it whenever you see what happens in the transfer portal. And I guess that's not necessarily the athletic department that's NIL, which, you know, who knows? Are they linked? Are they not linked? I, don't, I can't follow the rules anymore. But, I mean, that's, that's the new game. The new game is uh, what can your, your GM and your salary cap handle when it comes to the transfer portal? It's all about evaluating current players, seeing who enters the portal, and seeing if you you can develop. Uh, it's not really a relationship. It's can you develop an NIL program that is appealing enough to, to get some of those guys. Unfortunately, that's where we've gone. ESPN called it an exodus yesterday at OU, to which I said, oh, okay, that's an interesting way to, to phrase it there, what happened yesterday with OU in the portal. But it's that- an exodus of guys that didn't play much i guess uh key lawrence played quite a bit and that gabriel guy didn't he win uh, a whole big 12 but so that's probably where that's coming from and not knowing the situation at quarterback but that's like in exodus where's an exodus happening like and i don't even claim to know everything that's going on at clemson but sounds like they lost two really good defensive backs here in the past couple of days Mm. yeah i don't know i i don't think i don't think you can take anything from the transfer portal about the current situation at a specific program. And like I'm not saying that you eliminate that, but just because a player's jumping in the portal and has a chance to go make a lot of money somewhere doesn't mean that they're disgruntled or they think that the program is headed in the wrong direction or they hate their coach or it doesn't I don't think it necessarily means any of that like it kind of did previously. It felt that way. Yeah. Now I think it's guys looking for 
financial opportunity. I, I guess think about it this way in, in terms of the, the word exodus being used by ESPN. Do you feel any differently about OU's chances or o, like what OU's going to look like, what season they're going to have after the names that we've seen from OU hit the transfer portal? Because I'm sure there's some schools out there that do feel different about their season next year. Maybe Clemson feels a little bit different. Maybe some other schools out there do. But like my opinion didn't change yesterday on OU based on who entered into the portal. Well, how did they label Ohio State? I think Ohio State, Oklahoma, uh, both were labeled as Exodus yesterday. Yeah. Well, the, the Dylan Gabriel thing, I can understand as an outside observer that it feels like, oh, man, Dylan Gabriel's he's leaving Oklahoma. Levy left, and he must be bad, mad that Levy's gone, and uh, he doesn't like the, the hire that they made on for offensive coordinator, so he's leaving, which – if you follow Oklahoma at all, you know that that is just 100% not the case. I mean, it's been it's been known pretty much all along that Dylan Gabriel was not going to play another year at Oklahoma. The question to some was is he going to the NFL or is he going to the transfer portal? I mean, no I don't know that many people around here at all thought that he was going to play another year at Oklahoma, right? I mean, we, I mean that was – I mean, I, when when Levy sang before the year the future of the program and some of the things that were being said even before the season started, it, it felt pretty obvious what was going to happen. That's right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap up our number one next, hanging out at Metro Ford of OKC, and they've got the Rouse, Shelby, and Black Widow F-150s eligible for the 2.9 – for 72 months. Come down to 2800 West I-44 Service Road in the heart of Oklahoma City, Metro Ford of OKC. Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. Are you someone with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics in the region offering the Spats Balloon, the world's only adjustable gastric balloon, and also the gastric balloon with the highest success rate. There are no incisions and no hospitalization, just a walk-in, walk-out procedure. Join the tens of thousands of patients who have changed their lives with a Spats Balloon. Visit journeyclinic.com or call 405-515-2049 to request an appointment. Mike Steely here for Cavens Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cavens is a local company that's been in business for over... Nothing to worry about. I put this charger in myself. Uh, I'm calling Norman Air. The AC guys? Yeah, they do electrical too. Visit normanair.com for all your heating, air, plumbing, and electrical needs. Norman Air, service to the max. As for Dylan Gabriel, uh, sources just told me in the last hour that he's expected to take a visit to Oregon this week. Oregon has jumped out ahead as the favorite for Gabriel's services. He's obviously thrown for nearly 15,000 yards and 125 touchdown passes in his career. We'll see if there's another Hawaiian in Oregon. Obviously, Marcus Mariota won the Heisman there. Pete Thamel earlier today talking about Dylan Gabriel going to visit Oregon soon. The Ducks looked at as the leader right now for DG services next season. 
Cavens Group bringing you this hour of the rush. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. That's Cavens Group at 405-573-3048 or cavensgroup.com. What do you think about DG and Eugene, if that's the case? Pretty good landing spot for him, I think. Actually, a great one. It seems like a great spot. Um, now, I don't know what their roster is going to look like next year, but um, from what we know, <laughs> which, number one, it's fair to assume that they have the potential to be the highest bidder, right? Um, so Always assume DG that with Oregon. That. Always yeah. assume that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're just they're set up really nicely moving forward. They've got a good staff. Um, they're going to recruit well. They're going to do well in the transfer portal. They're going to play in a bunch of, of marquee football games. I, I think, you know, it's not a uh, – I mean – that, that was one of the places you kind of had to circle. Out there on the West Coast, Washington, Oregon perhaps. I know some people threw around uh, the University of Southern Cal. That seemed like a stretch. Maybe UCLA where he was originally going to go. Um, but Oregon's probably the best pick of all those. I think he would pick Oregon just because of Oregon. Um, I, and I don't know what they have coming back next year. But I, I'm going to bet that Oregon's going to be pretty good next year. Yeah. Especially yeah. on offense, you know. So in the money that he can make, like there's all the the easy reasons as to why he would pick Oregon. But this has got to be like a small bonus if that's if that what ends up happening. They play at Hawaii the first game next year, so him getting to go back home essentially and play a game on the road would be. It's not the reason why he would make that decision, but it's probably just like an added bonus for Oregon. Hey, you can go back to Hawaii and play a, a game next year. It'd be sweet. No kidding. Yeah, and set up some NIL opportunities whenever you're oh, yeah. you're back out there in Hawaii. For sure, for sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it all makes a lot of sense for him. And congratulations. I'm glad that a guy like Dylan Gabriel has an opportunity to cash in and, and make some money playing this sport and play it for seven or eight years, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, uh, at some point, is that are we going to just go ahead and be like, you can play college football as long as you want. I think well, yeah, we're he, just going to lose track of who has eligibility or not. Maybe he's playing in three more years. God, I that would be awesome. I'd go back and maybe get one more snap, one more chance. One more, and then you're holding your hamstring, tapping your helmet. Hey, I'm out. No. Come on. I'm out. Come on. Sub, sub. Where's the sub at? Yeah, I would be the guy that lays down on the ground after three quick snaps, and it's oh, not there's to slow the Layman down. trying to slow the offense down again. By yeah. God, he's ruining football. Uh, well, hang on a second. No, no, they've got the defib- He's going to die. He's dying out there right now. <laughs> They're trying to resuscitate him. They're hanging up the white, uh, the white curtain. Let's uh, go to break. It was actually yeah. a legitimate injury after a first down. He gets to hurry up <laughs> offense for the first time ever. He could set a record. How did he get hurt whenever they were uh, spiking the ball to stop the clock? Somehow he got hurt on that play. <laughs> 918, Oregon sucks, and I hate them, and they're Phil Knight money right down to their very soul. <laughs> so, no love lost there. Jeff from OKC, Dylan wins a Heisman at Oregon. We can build him half of a trophy at OU. Half a okay. statue. Well, here's the thing. 
is there ever a point where, okay, you're no longer eligible to win the Heisman Trophy? You've been playing so long. Should have told Chris Winky that back in 2000. Winky and uh, Veden, right? He was. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He wasn't even a finalist in 2011, <sighs> which That's was crazy. a sham. I, I, I know. <laughs> I, we've talked about this before. But how old was Winky when he won the the Heisman in 2000? I mean, jeez, was he 25, 26 or so? I, I don't remember he the exact old age. He's to old. Have the same amount of hair as I do now. <laughs> he has the same amount of hair now as he did then. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like if you've played six or seven season though, you're exempt. You can no longer win it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up here from Metro Ford of OKC. Hour number two's next. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Right here on the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports 